Hi everyone, this is the Dead of Night podcast. My name is Inesha. And I'm Cassie. Thank you for tuning in to our brand new podcast. It's about murder and crime and kidnapping and missing people. And actually, I think that might be it. That's it. Okay. Well, enjoy. And I hope you tell everyone else about this. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. All right, Cassie, are you ready? I am so freaking ready. Awesome. So this case that I'm about to tell you about today, it's crazy to me because it's literally someone that went missing without a trace. What? Like, without a trace. It's crazy. Nobody has seen this person in a really long time, about 14 years. Were they on that show, Missing Without a Trace? What show is that? You mean Without a Trace? Maybe. A TV show? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they do cases that um, are real. I don't know if they do that. What? Is that all fake? I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. No, it's a TV (laughs) show. It's actually not bad. It's actually a pretty good show. Oh, okay. You should check it out. It's old. Okay. It's It doesn't come on anymore, but it still comes on, if that makes sense. Like, it's it's done. Like Buffy. You know? I know, but Buffy's only on Netflix, right? No, it's on Hulu. Well, I mean, I'm talking about TV here. I don't think Hulu Buffy comes on TV. TV anymore. I mean, actual TV? I don't like know an actual, what actual TV is. Like an actual is. network station? Like an actual I don't have those. <laughs> Okay. All right. We're getting distracted here. Okay. Okay. So anyway, this case, I seen it and it just caught my attention just because this person just went missing and nobody knows what happened to him at all. Um, His name is Jason Ellis. He is from Merrillville. Merrillville. I'm sorry if anybody from Indiana listens to this podcast. Because I feel like I really slaughtered that. But Merrillville, Indiana. And uh, he had just moved to Indianapolis, Indiana. And had been living there for a few months with some roommates. So Jason was 20 years old when he went missing on December 4th, 2006. But they're actually not sure of the exact date he went missing. Because nobody's seen him after the 4th of December. His mom, her name is Natrice Billingsley. She reported him, Natrice, with an N. That's what I said, Natrice. Sorry, I thought you said. Matrice? No, I thought you said Patrice. Patrice? Yeah, I don't like that that name. It's too too close to Patricia. Right, I don't like that name. I told mom. I like Natrice, though. I, I told mom, I don't like your name. I'm glad that you didn't name me Patricia. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah. But I like Patty Ann. Let's just call you Patty Ann. She was like, they used to call me that when I was a little kid. I'm like, I know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) Jason's mother reported him missing two weeks later when she hadn't heard from him. Why why two weeks? Right. let's, Let's talk about that for a little bit. Okay. I don't know because... According to the article that I got a lot of this information from, the IndyStar.com. I just wanted to put that in there. Um, 
he was really close with his mom. So that, when I read that, I was like, why wait so long? Especially if you are always in constant contact, even if it's just, you know, once a week you're talking to your son, you know, just a quick phone call, you know, why wait two weeks right? before reporting him missing? So I, I don't know. There was not really any information as to why she waited so long, but I mean, he was 20 years old, you know, he has a life, his life's just starting. Maybe she's just thinking, oh, you know, he'll get back to me when he can. What year was this? 2006. Okay, so social media was pretty much just starting and right, right. everything like that. So, yeah, okay. Because I feel like, I feel like you're such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, even if I had gone missing, like, I think my family would have taken that long too. Because if I hadn't, I'm always on Snapchat and I'm always talking to Trinity Right. She probably would have noticed before anyone else just because I call her so much. But right. I think that I, I understand yeah, a little I mean, bit for I, the two weeks. I get it. You know, he's young. You know, oh, mom's calling. I'll call her back later. You know, even at 20 years old, I wasn't talking to my mom every day. You know, we had a conversation once a week. You know, back then I was living uh Actually, I think I was living with her then. <laughs> and you only had conversations once a right. week. <laughs> no, I was living at home in 2006. He's actually our age. So he was born the same year as me. So I was living at home. So yeah, I had a conversation with her more than once a week. But oh, anyway, okay. um, <laughs> so I get it. Like, I understand why, because he's young, you know, and, you know, time gets away from you and. And, you know, you don't really think about calling your mother. Right. You know, every day. Right. So when she hadn't heard from him and he, well, when he wasn't, when he had stopped returning her phone calls, pretty much, she drove down to his apartment in Indianapolis. And the funny thing about it is his car was parked on the street. His car was there. His clothes were there. That's weird. Right. Like I said, maybe the house ate him. (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, they made a movie. House Monster. What is Monster House? Monster House. FYI, I really love that movie. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) My niece and nephew love it. I love it. It's a great movie. It's really fun. It could happen. I mean, no, it couldn't. (laughs) Let's just be honest. I mean, unless the house literally collapsed on you. But then again, it wouldn't really have eaten you because they can just like go through the rubble and find you. What if he was really into the dark arts and he opened up a book and it sucked him into another dimension that happened on Angel? What? <laughs> of course it happened on Angel. I feel like that's what Angel is for. That's what, that's what they do on that show. They suck people into books. Yes. All right. <laughs> so he was nowhere to be found. Okay. Um. The police checked in with his friends and family, but no one had heard from him, which was uncommon because he kept in touch with his friends and family back where he was from in Merrillville. Again, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. So anyway, I had these roommates <laughs> that uh, he he stayed with. 
they were actually out of town that week. So convenient. Right. Right. Sorry. Right. Okay. So we just got these really cool microphones and I feel like I'm interviewing Cassie, but I'm not interviewing Cassie because she has her own microphone. I do. It's right here next to me. I keep talking into the microphone. And then when she talks, I point the microphone towards her, but I don't need to do that. So I'm going to try my best to stop it. Okay. So anyway, um, his roommates were out of town that week and they didn't really think anything was wrong when they came home and he wasn't there. Because Jason had a habit of taking off to visit his friends and family back home. He never left a note or anything? No. I mean, I guess, I don't know if you really leave notes back then. I mean, phones were pretty common in 2006, right? So he wouldn't text them and be like, hey, I left this for you guys at home. I'm going to be at my family's. Like, I mean, if you were living with me and you went, you know... To California, Oklahoma, like I would let you know, hey, I'm not going to be at the house when you get back. This is where I'm going to be. I'll see you when I get back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be maybe he wasn't that close with them. These roommates could have been strangers. He could have just moved there and like found the room, the apartment for rent, you know, so maybe they didn't have that kind of relationship. Okay. You know, but like me and you have that relationship. So if I don't leave a note or if I don't tell you where I'm going, you're going to call me and be like, where are you? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Why aren't you here? Pretty much. Why are you in California or Oklahoma or wherever else you said? I think that's it. But, that, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to call me because that's the kind of relationship we have. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it to me, it's weird because even if you don't know them very well, you know, I don't know. When I had roommates, I I never left a note or anything, but if I didn't come home, they would text me and be like, hey, just want to make sure you're okay. You know, hey, you didn't come home last night. Is everything all right? Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have that kind of relationship. But then again, I didn't have that kind of relationship with them. Right. And they still called, or not called, but texted right. to make sure I was okay. So, I mean... It's a good question. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay, moving on. (laughs) So the case got assigned to a detective, Charles Gold, which I love that last name. I think it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. He conducted several interviews with Jason's family members, friends, acquaintances, and some people he believed to be suspects, but they... Ultimately, those leads went nowhere, unfortunately. He is quoted saying, they didn't come to the door. And when they did, they said, I'm going to call my lawyer, end quote. The roommate said that? Well, his friends, acquaintances, family. I'm not sure exactly who said that, but it just said that he was, the indie star, just said that he was... uh, interviewing family members, friends, acquaintances, and some people that he believed to be suspects. And they all asked for their lawyer? Right. What? Yeah. It's weird because you would think they would want to help, especially if they're family and friends. Are you drilling? I am drilling a little bit. (laughs) 
I've been talking a lot, okay? <laughs> Especially if they're, you know, friends and family. Like, you would think right. they want to help, right? Not call a lawyer because you're asking me where my son is and where my... That's weird. It's weird. It makes me believe that they know more than they're than telling. They're on. Yeah. So the case went cold really, really quickly after that, unfortunately. Um, his mom, Natrice, with an N, <laughs> she was quoted saying that she was sure that he was dead. Jason was dead. But she never gave up looking for him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Gold was quoted saying that she was his advocate. No one else cares. End quote. That made me so sad. His mom and Detective Gold were in constant contact. She was always calling him, hey, do you have any updates? Um, You know, she called him up and said that she read in the paper that there were bodies found in nearby cities, states. Can you check it out? You know, maybe it's Jason, but they never were him. That's so sad. Yeah, that is, like I said, I don't. I don't, I didn't say this. I said, like I said, but I don't think I said this. (laughs) I'm not, I have said this. I'm not a mom. So I don't know what it's like to, you know, lose a child or a child going missing, or I don't even know anyone that has gone missing, you know, but it's crazy to me how she's just, she's, she held up really well. I would be breaking if my child just went missing and I had absolutely no answers as to what happened to him, to them, I should say. It's crazy. It is crazy. Like, I don't know how she did it. Is she still doing it? Do we know anything right now? She actually passed away in 2013. She had a severe uh, brain hemorrhage. So she died not not knowing. knowing what happened to him, which breaks my heart. Well, I mean, if he did end up dying, they probably met in that cosmic world they call heaven. Yeah, I read something on the Indie Star saying Detective Gold said that. Aww. Yeah, she passed away, but but hopefully she's with her son now. Hmm. So that, you know, I mean, you never know. It, I don't know, I feel like to me, I feel like he is dead because how could you go that long without having any kind of contact with anybody from your past life? I mean, you have to have contact with somebody, right? Amnesia. Like really We're getting into severe. the theories now. Oh, I guess. We can. We can. That can be next. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. So very severe amnesia, like... Okay, so he had his clothes at home. He had his car at home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe he just, he went for a walk and someone ended up mugging him and they like hit him on the head because people do that. They, they yeah. hit people on the head. Yes. And then they mug him. And then maybe he woke up and he was just like, where the heck am I? But even then, I wouldn't feel he like recognized? he would be right. Yeah, because he so, was scratch that. That's not a very <laughs> it's good a theory. Good, it's a good theory, though. I mean, but I feel like he would be recognized. Like somebody would recognize him because if they were investigating it as much as as they were, yes. Was he going to school him. at all? Not that I know of. 
have. No. Do you know what kind of job he had? No. Oh. Didn't say anything about about that, unfortunately. Because I was going to say, if he, like, knew some high top secret stuff, like, maybe they hit him over the head and dragged him to a different country. And, I mean, he wouldn't need his clothes. So, wait, what did they do to him in the cr- in the other country? How did they He's get him to another country? He's probably still in prison. Because secret agencies. I think you said he's probably still in prison. I'm like, why? But you said in imprisoned, right? Sure. I'll say that. Okay. Prison. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think that theory is a little far fetched. I'm not going to lie. There he is. But I mean, it's what we're here for, for sure. Yeah. So. A few of my theories definitely will make a lot more sense. Okay. (laughs) Um, I feel like he met up with foul play at some point. Maybe he's seen something he wasn't supposed to. Um, According to the Indy Star, Jason's comforter was missing from his bed. So my theory is maybe somebody murdered him in his apartment. And used the comforter to help them bury the body, maybe? I don't know. Maybe that's weird. Maybe that's a weird theory. I don't know. No, um, I mean, that would make sense as long as they weren't, like, stabbing him or, you know, doing some way with blood. Maybe they poisoned him. Or, I mean, they could have shot him, like, in the head or something. Right, but and even... And if he fell back on the comforter, the way his body's positioned... He probably wouldn't have lost too much blood. Or if he lost blood, it would have went onto the comforter. Right. And then soaked into the sheet. Yeah. Blood is pretty heavy. Like you spill water on something, it kind of stays on the surface for a little bit and then it sinks in. But I mean, blood, that's, that's pretty thick stuff. Like I feel like it would have seeped through the blanket. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I guess. And how does nobody notice that people are dragging a body in a comforter out of the apartment? That's true. Because I didn't really think that theory too very, or that theory (laughs) didn't really think it through very much. Okay. I mean, it's way better than my, you know, mugging theory or kidnap and drawn to Mm -hmm. another country theory. So. Yeah. 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 Definitely was better for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just, I feel like he seen something he wasn't supposed to see. Maybe he witnessed, you know, a, a drug deal gone bad. Or, you know, I know I read somewhere where there's a really big gang in Indianapolis. Like maybe he got caught up with them. Maybe he seen something he wasn't supposed to see. Mm. You know, they lured him out of the house. They, you know, killed him and then just got rid of his body very, very well. Yeah. Very well. You know, or just threatened people, you know, hey, if you say anything, this is what's going to happen to you. Like, what will happen to Jason will happen to you. You know, because, you know, Detective Gold said, like, there's no leads at all. And... He also said the only way they're going to solve the murder or the missing persons case, I won't say murder, 
is to find his body. Hmm. And that'll give more clues as to what happened to him if he's still, if he's dead. Um, or somebody just needs to come forward, someone that knows more than what they are leading on to know. Right. Um, people are scared. I feel like a lot of people know what happened to him. And they're they're afraid. Not saying anything. They're like terrified. They don't want to come forward because I feel like their lives were threatened. Maybe their family's lives were threatened and they're afraid. I'm afraid. I don't want to say anything because I could get killed. I mean, you could definitely write a letter anonymously. Like, how would you even know? There's ways for them to find out. What are they going to do? Go into the police office and be like, hey, did you just get that letter? Yeah, let me check it. No, 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 no. It's fine. Let me check it. Yep, I know who this is. Yeah, go to uh, the woman that was across the street. Yep, them. Yeah, go ahead and murder them. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I mean, yes and no, but I don't know. I feel like it's so advanced now. Like, you know, handwriting samples, things like that, you know, voice recognition. Right. It's but why so are the police advanced. trying to figure out who this person is? If they have information, they should just use that information to figure out what happened to Jason and not worry hmm. about who gave it to him. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, even then they could just put at the top, I'm scared. Don't tell anyone I told you this. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I know I would, if, if I witnessed something I wasn't supposed to, I know I'd be afraid. I think I would be in shock and then it would be hidden somewhere in the back of my mind. And I would just forget that that day happened. I'd wake up in the morning and be like, oh, good morning. Happy Monday. And they're like, it's Tuesday. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's Monday. Where, where did Monday go? You were doing all sorts of stuff on Monday. And I'm like, I don't remember Monday. What happened? And then suddenly something in the back of my head was like, zap. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's fine. Yep. Monday. Cool. Tuesday. Hi. Hi. Okay. You have quite a vivid imagination. That's what my mother told me. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's crazy to me. I don't know. It's just a really crazy case. It is a really crazy case. I've never known anyone to go missing before. Without a trace though. Without a trace. Even with a trace. I've, I've never known. Same. I've never known anybody that's gone so, missing. Learning about this, like even watching shows and movies and stuff like that, it's crazy to me. And then I think, you know, what if this happened to one of my nieces or nephews? How would I react? How would I, like, I don't know. Because right. I've never been in that situation before. Right. It's crazy. I don't know what I would do if anything ever, if anyone I loved, like, to death went missing and I didn't know what happened to them or I died not knowing what happened to them, mm -hmm. I don't that would just take a really big toll on me mentally yeah. for sure. Especially if it's somebody that I really love, somebody mm -hmm. I'm really close to. It would just be crazy to me for sure. It's a good thing we don't have cabin fever yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of do. You mean 
Do you mean the movie? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like actual cabin fever. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of do. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't like being inside very much. I don't like it anymore. I used to like it. I'm a homebody, but now I'm just like a... Right. I want to be outside body. Us introverts are going crazy because now we have to stay inside. It's not voluntary anymore. No. (laughs) So it's Everyone else is doing it. And it's because we set this awesome trend of being homebodies. Now everyone's doing it. And now us introverts want to be different. We're like, no, no, we're going to go outside because you guys can't. That's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Cassie. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been almost 14 years. So the case is still unsolved. Um, Detective Gold is just waiting for that missing link. Somebody needs to come forward and say something. The only way that anyone's going to know what happened is if somebody comes comes forward. Just so they can close this case, at least. Right. Give, I mean, I know his mom's passed away, but, you know, he has other family. Give them closure. Yeah. But it feels like, well, I don't want to be rude, but, you know, it feels like she was more invested in this case than anyone else. Right. You know, but also going back to what Detective Gold said about interviewing family members and stuff and, you know, I'm going to call my lawyer and, you know, door slammed in your face. That's crazy to me. You know, that... There is, you know something. Yeah. You know, it's been almost 14 years. Give this family some kind of closure. Right. I just, I feel that they need that. I need that. (laughs) And I I don't even know him. I don't even know you, Jason. But I feel like I need that closure as well. I mean, what if it was you? What if it was your son or daughter that went missing without a trace? Just a little food for thought. Yeah. Think about that. All right. So Jason has been missing since December 4th, 2006. He would be 33 years old today. He is six foot one, 160 pounds, brown eyes, black hair. He has a tattoo of his mother's name on his chest. Of course. Yeah. I have one on my wrist. Left (laughs) wrist. (laughs) He also has tattoos of... Scooby and Scrappy-Doo on his left arm. Nice. And a tattoo of a maple leaf and his name on his right arm. Aww. He has a chipped front tooth and piercings in both ears. Nice. This is a description of what he looked like when he went missing. So if he's still alive, it could look a lot different. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he could be bigger. He could be skinnier. Probably not. His height's most likely still the same, of course. But, um, you know, all the tattoos and stuff like that and... You know, piercings could be gone. I don't know. Um, If you have any information, please contact the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. And also contact Detective Charles Gold. That number is 317. Oh, my God. Gosh. 317-413-7740. And if you could just give this family some kind of closure. And I think that... It would be good for them. It would be good for Detective Gold, since he has been working on this case for as long as he has. It would just be right. And you'll get really good karma points from the universe, too. For sure. I mean, I know that, 
you know, whoever is out there and knows something, you know, you might be afraid, but it'll definitely make you feel better and get all this off your chest if you just let somebody know about it and bring this person to justice. If, if they, I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want to say that he's dead, but 14 years, no contact. I mean, most likely, you know, but I don't know. I just feel like he needs some kind of, he needs to be brought home. You know, if he has passed away, you know, he needs to be brought home, proper burial, you know, have a place where his family and friends can go and, and mourn him and know, you know, he's back. We know what happened. Yeah. I think that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. I know we were talking a lot. Sorry. Yeah. It's our, <laughs> it's our second episode. We'll get it under control. We just need some more time, <laughs> but we'll get there. Um, so you can uh, find us at the dead of night pod at gmail.com. And now we have an Instagram, Yay. the dead of night podcast on Instagram and um, we don't have a Facebook yet, but we are working on that. And we need more viewers. We need more viewers. Please listen. And if you enjoy it, please share it, like it. Um, you can pretty much hear us on a lot of different platforms, but um, Apple Podcast is not there yet. We will put up a screenshot of all the platforms that are available. I stepped on your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Valkyrie, are you Sorry, okay? Valkyrie. I stepped on her dog. I didn't know she was there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah. If you guys have any questions, comments, um, if you know anything that happened in your town or city or state or country any cases we do them all so yeah it's but only around people of color but it doesn't have to necessarily be black people yeah we'll definitely do you know other races for sure um and i mean white people are colors too so we pretty much all people yeah all people so if you want to get the word out there about a loved one that is missing, that has been murdered, unsolved murdered, kidnapped, um, anything like that, please write us the dead of night pod at gmail.com or on Instagram at the dead of night. Please, we definitely welcome any stories for sure. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks so much. Bear with us. <laughs> We're still new. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Bye.